Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanectric. Manectric. AKA Tanner Green Ring. I can't believe I haven't used that one before. That is pretty smooth. And I'm joined, as always, by my co host, Fiel Lord. Waylord. I like the sound of that one. Fiel Lord. Fiel Lord. It's kind of like Fjord, the like one other word with my messed up combination of letters. AKA Joshua Fielstad. Welcome to the show, Joshua. Welcome to the show, Bugcatchers. Hello, Tanner. Welcome, Bugcatchers. Josh, we played some Pokemon this week, didn't we? Wow, a lot. This was, again, very imbalanced. One leg is like 10 hours and one is, you know, two. It's almost like they didn't design these games, keeping in mind that one day, 20 <laughs> years later, two guys would do a podcast where they tackle one gym each week. Right. You know? It was not thoughtful of them. Not very thoughtful. But we did tackle a gym last week, Joshua. Yes. We may have forgotten to talk about it when we had Fanula on the show. Winona, yeah. We got distracted in our discussion of Silphco versus Devoncorp, which I think is much more interesting, to be honest. Four Tree City is where Winona lives. It's the one with all the trees and the walkways and the invisible Kecleons. Yeah. We got the Devonscope from... Steven. Uh, on the bridge. We will go back... We make our way into Winona's gym in Fortree City. All bird boys. It's a bunch of swellos. There's swablus. Yeah. Winona's got an Altaria. I like the look of Altaria, but... I do too. Pretty uneventful, I will say. Yeah, I would say the gym, you have to push little, like, turnstiles, basically. And it takes a little time to figure that out, but, like... The trainers were absolutely nothing. Yeah. I had Shockwave on my X-Bloud at the time. So it was a one-hit KO for everybody in there. Yeah, I think um, Magneton's Sparks let me breeze through Winona's gym, and then we got the badge called the... Feather. Feather badge, which enables us to use flight outside of combat, which is nice. And all three of us, you, me, and Fanula, took... Great advantage of being able to use fly outside of combat. Feels very late in the game that they finally gave us that. Yeah, what was that? Gym six of eight? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was Winona, and the I'm sorry we forgot to talk about it. Who cares? Last week. Who cares? <laughs> the gyms are like the, the, somehow we've framed our whole show around these fucking gyms and they're <laughs> like the least interesting part of our, our journey each week. I mean the designs are all more interesting, but I don't know. The gym leaders don't have as much like character. The ones this week were sort of a freak show, but... I feel like they're just easy, too. Like, last week and this week, I just, like, one... I never had to even go out to heal or recover PPs, you know? like Same, yeah. I just killed every single person and the, the gym leaders. To be fair, these are timed with when we start battling people. That's true. So our level caps are very high. Like, other than, I think, the gym this week, we hadn't even seen level 40 Pokemon yet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we we leave Fortree City. We make our way back down on Route 120, which is a place we previously visited to get the, the Devon Scope. Right. There's this little island off in the, the stream, a little cave that you can go into. Yeah. There's not much in there. It's just called the Scorched Slab. I looked this up. Okay. Why would they go out of their way to make this one little island? Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Japanese folklore. Yeah, the one thing that we've really had hammered home on Twitter in particular by Dr. Lava 
is like, oh, a lot of this stuff that is very mysterious to us is Japanese folklore. And like, of course, because neither of us study Japanese folklore. Yeah. So the scorched slab is apparently modeled after a supposed real life location of of the cave where the sun goddess Amaterasu shut herself in for a long time in Japanese mythology because she was spurned by, I believe, like the storm god because he was making storms and making a fucking mess. And she was like, no, 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 I don't have time for this. Shut herself away. And then there was no sun and thus sunny day. So that's the the symbolism here. Aha. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was kind of fun. I don't know much about theology or mythology or anything like that, but um, it's interesting that all these various uh, folklore and things have like a period that's a great flood. Isn't that interesting? Someone must know something about that. That is interesting. Hmm? Right? Hmm? As though maybe there was a great flood. Is that what you're insinuating? I don't know. I mean, shit was like flooding and like on fire all the time. I mean, I feel like every time I look up like a capital of some country it's like oh yeah it all burned down in like 1700 right everything it's also just like (laughs) the world back then was like so small it was just like your village and the next village over was the entire world right and it's like if they flooded the whole world must be flooding that's a great flood yeah (laughs) anyway so we're on route 120 it's like a little tiny cavern once you get in it you swim over and then there's a dry patch and then it's got like an elevated platform and it just has a tm11 sunny day which is a bad TM. It's theoretically good. There's actually a an X-Plowed build that I didn't do or haven't done at least at the moment that is you max it with like you put Fire Blast and Solar Beam and Sunny Day and then it's a sweeper where you run Sunny Day and then that makes Solar Beam be at one turn rather than two. Oh. And then Fire Blast is powered up because it's a fire move. So it's like, unless you're building around it, it's not going to be that useful. Sounds like a lot of work and it sounds like a lot of like meta game yeah. shit. We're getting advanced in our Pokemon years, so we're going to have to start thinking about that stuff. When I was a kid playing Pokemon, I always thought the moves that just kind of buffed abilities and and stats were just like trash i was just like no get this out of my fucking face right i i played like that for most of my childhood years too i want four fire type moves of varying damage some of them are useful like swords dance and calm mind and that kind of shit like some of them are great yeah i got one this week claydol got one called cosmic power which seems pretty good oh i saw the animation for that where it makes like a solar system yeah it's very nice what does it do it just raises defense and special defense but it only raises at one stage each which is like fine but like for a move that he learned at like whatever 40 or 41 or 42 or something like that could be better it seems like it should be more powerful than that <laughs> like i'll take it yeah there's also another ruin here and another ruin maniac who wants to do battle with you. Yeah. I know what these things are. They're the Reggies. This one is presumably Registeel. Are they named after Reggie Philame? Is that his name? Philame. Oh, uh, the former the president, former of, president Nintendo? of Nintendo. Yeah. That would be nice. It's Reggie Steel. That's what he goes by. Reggie Steel. That's his that's his gamer tag, yeah. <laughs> Reggie Steel. We make our way east on Route 120. We find our way to Hoenn's version of the Safari Zone. 
And I was so excited about that. It's like they finally brought it back. We didn't get a we got a shut down one in the dilapidated Kanto Gen 2. And a number of the animals in Safari Zone and Hoenn are like I think almost all of them are previous gen too. Oh yeah, I think it's distinctly one of the guards is like all the Pokémon in here are Pokémon you can't catch in Hoenn. So maybe it was like the Safari Zone and Kanto shut down because they ran out of money and then they had to ship all of them. Oh, and they just like shipped all the animals over here. Yeah, maybe we got to the bottom of that. I loved it. I love seeing some of my old friends. I love seeing them in full um, 16-bit sprites. I'll tell you one I didn't like seeing, Josh. Oh, I think I know what it is. It was my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. And? It's still fucking gloom, Josh. Yeah. Still gloom. hate looking at it though the patch of grass that i was doing most of my hunting on trying to find one particular pokemon was just overrun with little gloopy mouth glooms and i hated looking at them and i hated looking at ten thousand of them because i spent so much time in safari zone yeah still gloom still gloom i saw it and it was one of the few pokemon that cropped up on my screen that i could technically catch so i did catch it and I think it's taken a turn for the worst. Yeah, it's even gloopier. Do you want to know what its Pokedex entry is, too? <laughs> yes. We've gotten a little bit more of the picture of Gloom. <laughs> From its mouth, Gloom drips honey that smells absolutely horrible. <laughs> Apparently, it loves the horrid stench. Oh, That's it. Pervert. <laughs> it's Ugh. absolutely a, a pervert. Yeah, that that just drives it home. It was like a real toss-up between this and Lunatone, which I finally saw this week at the, the gym we'll talk about later. Yeah. Because I didn't see a Lunatone in my game. I just saw Solrock. But like seeing a Lunatone, I was like, oh, this is bad too. But then, God, when I saw that Gloom, I was just like, nah, this has got to be... It's got to be Gloom again. They made it worse with the 16-bit or 32-bit or whatever we're working with now. And you can really see that drool. Oh, that horrible, stinky drool. Horrid stench. Let me tell you about my Safari Zone adventures, if I may. Yeah, go for it. I love your thoughts, because I got some thoughts about this. Safari Zone in Hoenn is a lot like Safari Zone in Kanto. Like, it's exactly the same in that... You pay 500 bucks, you get 500 steps, you get 30 safari balls. Yes. But, but then everything else from there is like downhill. <laughs> there's a new mechanic, which is when you encounter a, a Pokemon, you have the ability to get closer to it or to feed it a Pokeblock right. or throw a ball or flee. So you're not throwing rocks at it and you're not throwing like treats at it or whatever it was in Kanto. Bait, yeah. You're approaching it and you're throwing Pokeblocks at it. So you have to use your own supply of Pokeblocks. Getting high off your own supply. That's the number one mistake. Oh, yeah. God, I I spent so much time making Pokeblocks this week. (laughs) And then there are these lures where you can put Pokeblocks into the lures to like draw out certain kind of Pokemon. But like, it's not like... Blue Pokeblocks attract Pikachus. It's blue Pokeblocks attract Pokemon with the bashful tag or whatever it's called, personality. Yeah, you have to pay attention to that shit. So that could be a Pikachu. It could be like a Gloom. It could be like a whatever, you know? When you mix berries, each berry doesn't just have an effect like heals paralysis or whatever. They also 
have like a taste. And so when you make a poke block, it will be some amount dry and some amount sweet and some amount bitter or whatever. Right. So what you're saying is you have to pay attention to that on top of making your own poke blocks in order to attract the specific Pokemon you want. Yep. And then you might not even catch it. But here's the trick, and this is where it actually is useful. This isn't Mayor Cheat because Bulbapedia talks about it very explicitly. No, Bulbapedia is total fair game. Okay. No Mayor Cheat. Bulbapedia has a whole guide on how to like game the Hoenn Safari Zone. Okay. The Pokeblock throw bug is what they call it. And essentially, you can entirely mitigate the flea factor, the like escape factor of any Pokemon, okay. if you game these Pokeblocks right. So the thing you do is you go and create a bunch of basic Pokeblocks, red, blue, green, yellow, single color Pokeblocks, right? Okay. And then you go and put one of those Pokeblocks, say a blue, into one of the Pokeblock feeders. And then you sit and try to catch Pokemon. And then when the Pokemon you get comes along, through a, a complex series of math and feeding it Pokeblocks, you can get it to a state where it has a 0% chance of escaping or fleeing. Oh, really? And then you just need to sit and huck Safari Balls at it until it is caught or you run out of Safari Balls. Oh, my. Okay. So that is what I did. I spent, I would say, countless hours, probably four or five. Oh, my God. Blending Pokeblocks hunting one small spot in section five of the safari zone oh i know section five and tirelessly throwing safari balls and feeding pokeblocks to all the wild heracrosses that i could of course and eventually i did catch a heracross josh and it's it's now on my team and i don't know if now's a good time to talk about it you want to just do a level check that's what you mean Let's just do it. All right. I mean, I would like to hear about the Heracross. I wish I could catch one. I love Heracross. The Sprite's great. Sprite's great in this game. God, it's so feisty. All right. Let, let me talk about my team. Yeah. Minnie Max is my character, and her whole thing is that she's trying to catch only a S and S plus tier Pokemon, right? Yeah. Well, I got bad news for you, Josh, and good news for Minnie Max. <laughs> All S tier. Oh, you finally did it. Your your final like evolution. We'll breeze through all the, the old favorites. Stanislaus, my Swampert is level forty three. Okay. Sephora, my Skarmory is level forty five. Mm-hmm. Saint John, my Claydol is level forty five. Shocky, my Magneton is level forty four. Sila, my Milotic is level forty four. And Joshua, who is it? Scaraban, my hair across. Scaraban. Level 40. Another interesting name. Thank you. It's from the <laughs> scientific name for scarab beetles, which is scarabani. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I like that. And Josh. I've prepared a song. Oh, because you've had to retire one of your stalwarts. All right. Lay it down. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. 
I wish nothing but the best for you. Aesop by Ninjas. Don't forget me, I beg. I remember you said sometimes it lasts in love, but sometimes it hurts instead. Sometimes it lasts in love, but sometimes it hurts instead. And that's a song about how I found someone like Ninjask. <laughs> A bug-type Pokemon called Heracross, who's bug-fighting. I could tell how choked up you were with uh, those notes you couldn't quite hit, but it was because you, you could very contain your emotions, I think. Too, yeah, I'm too worked up. Yeah. yeah. I have a beautiful voice normally, but I'm just feeling so emotional. Tell me about this Heracross. What's, what moves Ooh. has it got? What's its Ooh. nature? Ooh. What's your What scene? a little handsome boy. Oh, gosh, I don't know its moves or its nature. Let me go grab my Game Boy real quick. Yeah, it's like a scarab beetle. It's got horns, it's got a sassy little mouth, and it's got, like, keen eyes. Don't say sassy little mouth, it's gross. Okay. Okay, let's fire up the old GB here. Let's go find Scaraban, his summary. Oh, she, sorry, her summary. In a pinch, she's got the ability Swarm, which means in a pinch, uh, her bug moves are upped. Okay, so like when it's probably under like a quarter health or something. Yep. Yeah. She's careful in nature. Ooh. I feel like a Heracross wouldn't be careful. What does that do? Did you check this out? Uh-uh. Did you choose a good nature? I took what I could get, man. I did it for like five hours trying to catch this Heracross. That's true. Careful. Special defense is raised and special attack is lowered. Well, guess what? It doesn't have any fucking special attacks. It's all fighting and normal. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah. So that's fine. So it, right now, it's its moveset is pretty boring. It's got horn attack, which is just a normal. It doesn't have any bug moves right now. It doesn't have a mega horn yet? No, but I could probably go to the move trainer and, and train it. Probably gets it late game. I'm curious what like moves it had before I caught it. Oh, that's why you would go to the move tutor, yeah. If there's any bug moves, I should probably like train onto this dude. Because right now, he doesn't have any bug type moves. It gets mega horn at level 53. That's the only bug move that it learns naturally in Gen 3. Okay. So it's got horn attack, it's got counter, it's got takedown, and it's got brick break. Brick break is excellent. Yeah. That's a good start. You'll probably keep one, if not two of those. Like, definitely brick break, probably counter also. Oh, can I tell you about my HM friends real quick? Because I think I found the perfect HM friend setup for this game. Yeah. HM friend number one is called... Tropius. Oh, yeah. I actually started using a Tropius also. And his name is Hampton. God, that's a good name for a Tropius. And he knows Cut, Fly, Flash, and Rock Smash. Can we talk about how it flies? Yeah, it's, I'm curious about that, too, because it doesn't have any visible wings. It's got those leaves, but they are... But he's also pretty bulky. They don't look strong enough to fly itself and a trainer and a bunch of Pokemon. Also very curious about that, but I was glad to see he could learn it. So he <laughs> knows four useful HMs. And then I've got my um, Gyarados. <laughs> Is it silly to level a Gyarados just to be an HM friend? Maybe, but I did it. Wow. And he knows strength, surf, dive, and will eventually learn waterfall, which takes care of all of the useful 
HMs that you would ever need in two Pokemon. Not bad, right? Very impressive. That's a lesson for you bug catchers. Okay, Josh, I would love to hear about your team. All right, here we go. Number one is Dwayne McKnight, Ludicolo, level 45, finally. Where did you find a leaf stone? It's a water stone. Oh, water stone. Ah. I guess I'll talk about it now because you already did it. Uh, although I don't know if you did the dive this time. I did the abandoned ship. No, I haven't gone back yet. Because I knew that two things I needed desperately were in there. The water stone and TM. The TM for rain dance is also in there. Okay. So obviously I needed a water stone in order to evolve Lombre into Ludicolo. And then I needed rain dance because... That's one of the moves that I wanted because Lombre and Ludicolo have uh, the ability Rain Dish and Rain Dish recovers HP if it's raining. So what you do is you come out, you use Rain Dance, and then immediately you're going to be recovering health after every turn for five turns. Then I use Leech Seed. So then I'm recovering with Leech Seed as well. And then I also got Giga Drain on this leg on Route 123, and so Giga Drain does 60 damage, Grass Attack, and then also recovers health. Uh, and then I have Surf. So Ludicolo's moveset is done, and now I'm loving this thing. Well, good for you, man. I like it. And also that Abandoned Ship is a fun side quest Once now that we have Dive. It's cool, because you get to go under the ship, and then you pop back up in another dry area. I haven't done any diving yet. I knew that's how I would be able to get to the stuff I needed, so I went over there and I did that whole um, I did that whole route. I did the routes 104 through 108, where you ran into that swimmer David that you hated. Oh, yeah. Is there any more diving areas on that route? No. They're in the boat, and then they're mostly going to be in the next section. But I did want to mention, I also met a swimmer Chad. I will remind you, you're right in the middle of your level check. You already gave Swimmer David a trainer danger, and it's the same type, but this Swimmer Chad is a fucking problematic character as well. He's got the same disgusting, like, squat going on. Yeah. And he's basically nude, and then he also says that he loves plumbing the depths. Okay. I'm a, I'm a young girl, Swimmer Chad, and you can't say that to me. Absolutely cannot say that. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say that to anyone, I think. It's 2020. It's a red flag. No one should be saying it. I, I would argue even if you're in a relationship, it's not a good line. I would never say that to my wife. It's very disgusting. Tell me more. It's plumb the depths of hell. So you've done you've done one of your six Pokemon so far. All right. Well, we'll the next few will be pretty quick. Chad Smith, X-Plowed, you know him, you love him. He's level 45 also. Still going strong. I'm loving this thing. You've really settled into a team now. You were so bombastic the last few weeks. Well, I had to clean up my act. And as we saw last episode, I cleaned up my act. You didn't find any talent in Safari Zone? There must have been some ugly little Pokemon in there. I spent about 45 minutes in there. Everything that I wanted was a sweetie or neutral. So I couldn't have any of them. I obviously would have loved to have a Heracross too. Could have had a Shuckle. There was a Pikachu. Could have had a Milk. There was a Fan Pee. Could have had a Mill Tank. I don't want that. Why would I fucking want that? I'm going to mess up my team with a mill tank. Shuckle. No. Worms Worms in a rock. Absolutely not. Okay. We're close to my final team. I think there is a potential for a swap. My issue is that I don't know who I would swap because they've all done well, but there is a Mon that I have my eyes on. That big whale? No. No. Not Whale Lord. The, the, the one on the cover. Oh. 
Kyogre. Kyogre. No. Okay. Well, I'm running a Groudon, so... You're going to actually run a Groudon? I don't know. Because if you do that, I'm going to have to have a Legendary, because I can't, like, go into a battle if you have a Legendary and I don't. It's a cool-looking Pokemon. It's Ground-type, which I'm 100% not interested in. They're not going to do you much good in a battle against me, but... Okay, so what were you talking about? Exploud? <laughs> then Jack Irons, slacking level 42 now. Mm. Didn't put in that much time there. Bazongos. Insane attack, 200 hit points now, but I think if I had to swap one, it would still be slacking just because of those Bazongas, yeah. The Bazongas, yeah. I, I just, I really hate the design, and I actually, at this point, I've either learned to love or already did love the design of all my other Mon. Even Crobat? Yes. Frusciante. 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 Crobat. Level 43. Well, what makes you think it's Frusciante and not Frusciante? What makes you... Th- I mean, how could we know? How could anyone know? Bugcatchers, you tell us. How do you yeah, say... You tell us. John Frusciante. John F-R-U-S-C-I-A-N-T-E. Yeah. If that's your last name, please let us know. Red Hot Chili Peppers member because I name all my Pokemon after Red Hot Chili Peppers members because it is a band that Tanner hates and my Pokemon make him barf. Yep. Then Tony Kiedis, speaking of barfing, Blaziken, level 42. Gross into it i should say with john frusciante i completed his move set this week as well because i got shadow ball on oh, yeah. i picked up shadow ball too mount pyre and that was the last move that i needed to replace so he's got fly confuse ray sludge bomb and shadow ball and i'm loving it nightmare a nightmare for me oh yeah it's devastating Actually, I have two Steel-type Pokemon, and one of them knows electric moves, so I've got two Pokemon who are pretty good counters for Crobat, if I can learn how to use them. Well, you know he's my finisher. You saw him do that. I just got to keep Magneton. I keep him in the wings. In the game until Crobat is out. And then he's like a bat out of hell. Poison's completely useless against Steel. Well, sure, but I only have one Poison move, but like Fly and Shadow Ball are also not very effective against Steel. I got a couple of solutions for Steel, and one of them is my next Mon. DH Peligro Flygon, level 45. And Flygon is Joshi's sweetie. I have to force you to be able to talk about it because you hate it so much for some reason. I don't actually hate Flygon that much. I I think Flygon is kind of swept up in the evolutionary line. I don't think Flygon is is all that cute. It's just like an ugly little like dragonfly. It's got little tiny like T-Rex arms. It's got a festive design on its tail with the stripes. It's got these cool like paper looking like wings and the little like ornament on its tail. I just don't think it's a very nice looking Pokemon. I think Ah, it's kind of ugly. I think it's, I think it's cute. Is it a dragon type? Yeah, it's ground dragon. Got a little bit of a dragon vibe to it. And it's got levitate. Ooh, that's handy. My clay doll has levitate. Yeah. It's really nice. I've always liked it. It's a very, I think it's like a classic dragon kind of a look, but the ground combo is interesting. And once it has earthquake, ouch. It's going to be like San Francisco, 1906. Let's see. Um, earthquake against Skarmory, totally ineffective. Earthquake against Claydol, totally ineffective. Earthquake against Magneton, totally ineffective. Oh, Magneton has a uh, levitate. No, it's just, it's a... Uh... Oh, no, you're, it's lights out for fucking Magneton. 
You don't have levitate? I thought ground was ineffective against electric, or is it super effective against it? Ground is super effective against electric. Well, then, fine. I just have two Pokemon who are completely impervious to you. And it doesn't have levitate, which is very surprising. So Magneton is in big trouble with Flygon. Great. Thanks for the tip. (laughs) That's our level check. Josh, I think we should talk about our leg of the journey this week a little bit. Okay. After this break. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, Joshua, we are back. And we are finally to this leg of the journey, and we are in Lily Cove City. Beautiful little seaside town. I did like it here. I also like the, like, the shallows. We're far from the shallows now. Well, we're not. We're close to the shallows now. The shallows sort of like land feature, which is like light water. New terrain type. That you can walk on. Yeah, they introduce the shorelines like a more developed shoreline in lily cove where you can wander around out to the east of the city and it's like light blue you can get some like heart scales i got a heart scale finally out there by the way i got a couple heart scales too from my old hm friend hermes who was the zigzagoon who had the pickup move which i never noticed before oh yeah that's like you just have it in your party and it will just find things yeah, as you wander around, Zigzagoon will just pick up random things that it, it like you wander too close to, hidden items. Hermes is a great HM friend. Then you go take the item from it, and you've got the item. That's great. Very useful. It's an automated item finder. Yeah, exactly. It's like designed to be an HM friend. Yeah. So yeah, Lily Cove. So there is a contest hall here I did not participate, though I did do some berry blending in there. I did not give a fuck about that. You can do four-person berry blends here with NPCs, which are good for making, like, combo berries. Like, you can do indigo Pokeblocks and, like, purple Pokeblocks and stuff like that. But other than that, it's pointless. Yeah, this is like the Masters competition in Lily Cove. Like, no interest in figuring that out. Never going to step foot in there again. You wander north. There's a huge building. It turns out to be the department store. But before you can go in, there's that rascal Brendan. Or May. That, or May. That rapscallion. So there they are, May slash Brendan, with their same bunk team, four Pokemon. I think that May introduced a new one. She brought in uh she brought in a Tropius. Mine brought in a Swellow, which gave me quite a bit of trouble. Yeah. It brought my Pokemon's health down to whatever the Swellow's health was. Yeah endeavor i like did a huge hit on the swellow and it got it down to like two health and then it just kept doing endeavor on my pokemon and then doing swift the next move yeah it's such a nightmare brendan <laughs> took out like four of my pokemon with swellow with endeavor and and swift it was devastating so brendan finally got some hits in for you i mean i still kicked his ass yeah So anyway, I didn't bother going into the department store because I wasted all my money on the old lady roulette wheel last week. Yeah, I I was in the same place. I did not. I I perused and it's it's a lot of like they've got fire blast, blizzard and thunder, that kind of stuff. Hyper beam, I think. But then a lot of it is like garbage fucking like furniture and shit. And about 10,000 dolls. It's like an Ikea in there. Some of the dolls are very gross, and it's like, why would you make a doll of this? There's like a, um, God, what was the doll I saw that I was just like, why? Duskull? 
Duskull's pretty bad. Although Duskull's kind of cool. Gul- they have a Gulpin doll too. Gulpin was exactly the one. I was just like, who wants a Gulpin doll? Like you're only doing one thing with a Gulpin doll, and I'm not interested. Oh, okay. No. That's what kind of doll it is. I believe so. There's a there's a fucking um, ball toy doll, which is like gross. There's Kecleon. God, that's bizarre. Just all these awful little dolls. They had Jigglypuff. That's all right. Skitty. Jigglypuff's cool. Skitty, Pikachu. Swablu. I also kind of like like Why Not. and I think Why Not's pretty good. Yeah. So there's lots of cool dolls, but there's also lots of gross ones. But it doesn't matter because we didn't spend any time We're in there. We're broke. We're broke as hell. Yeah. So there's a Lily Cove Museum next to the department store as well. And it's got a very like bespoke, like it's got like a soundtrack that makes it sound like they they emulated like a harpsichord kind of a thing it's very upscale okay uh moma kind of a thing okay and my favorite part about moma is all the harpsichord music (laughs) well Oh, have you not been to an After Hours event at MoMA? <laughs> that just me? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I'll take a drink for that one, for that comment. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to mention it because if you make a remark about how you uh, enjoyed all of the, the art, th- this old man takes you upstairs. Oh, I did go in here. And he's like, he begs you to like go hunt art for him, right? Yeah, he wants to open like a new exhibition. And so he asks you to like go hunt like art finders around the world. Is he asking me to be, to be an art thief? I think so. Because I'll do that. I'm happy to do that for him. As long as I can keep one of them for my secret base, which is looking pretty, you know, pretty slim. Shitty. Then I'll do it. I'll take some art. I am excited. I don't remember this at all, even from like Omega Ruby. I don't know where this goes, but I'm excited to look for some art. Yeah, me too. I've not encountered art. Unless polka dolls count as art. Um, Some would probably call the Gulpin doll art. You visited the move deleter last week. Yes, I had to go ahead in order to purge rock smash and cut from jack irons the slacking i'll admit i also went last week and got strength off of um oh swamper uh, yeah your whole nightmarish tale so there's also like a million team magma for me team aqua for you yeah just like henchmen just sort of wandering around the town you eventually make your way east to this like coast and there is a henchman there who kind of says that there's not a secret base nearby He's just like fishing and then he's like, oh yeah, I'm fishing. Like I'm, I'm not around here for some reason. Yeah. It's not like there's a lair. You can surf up and find it, but there's nothing to do there yet. They won't let you in. Yeah. You need to make your way back west towards just south of where the safari zone is and surf your way down to a giant volcano in the middle of the ocean called Mount Pyre, which is this game's version of the pokemon tower yeah and i actually was curious if is this where they shipped all of the corpses from lavender town after they paved over paved paradise paradise pokemon tower it certainly seems like because there are there are an enormous amount of tombstones inside and out at this place because this is like six stories of fucking tombstones it's just like bursting with tombstones 
Yeah. It's kind of a cool design. It's like, it's not annoying like channelers. It's just like normal people mourning their dead Pokemon. But then once you get outside, it's like hazy and foggy and, and it's kind of cool. It's got that like overlay thing to it. Yeah. It actually had like more of a chilling effect than they have previously had. And then also there's uh, the old fall down the hole trick from the lighthouse in Gen 2. In Olivine, yeah. Which can get you all sorts of like neat little pickups like um, TM30 Shadow Ball, which, which Josh got. I love Shadow Ball. You make your way to the top of this thing. There's a whole bevy of Team Magma grunts up top. Yeah, it's arranged very similarly to like the roof of the Pokemon Tower where it's like one in a row and then you go up and then there's another one on the other side and you fight all of them and again different team but they had also held hostage some old fogies a couple this time who were the keepers of the orbs which is like some pokemon like storytelling bullshit they're like turns out that this entire time there have been two mythical orbs at the top of mount pyre never heard about them before but sure yeah exactly and these old people have been watching them they need to be kept intact and together, and they have the power to, like, do something. Balance the sea and the earth, or keep life in balance, or some shit. I don't know. I was pressing A rapidly through that whole thing. In my version of the game, Maxi, the head of Team Magma, makes off with the blue orb. The old couple literally says this. These orbs can never be separated. Anyway, you take the red orb now. Yeah. It's, it's like, what? Oh, like, uh, you're How just that like, make giving sense? up the ghosts because one of them's gone, so you just want total chaos? So I have this red orb now. I imagine you have the blue orb. Yeah, and Archie, the Team Aqua admin, made off with the red orb in Sapphire. The admin also does this very dumb supervillain thing where they're like, I've got the, the blue orb now, and I'm going to take it to Slateport City. I hope no one follows me there. Yeah. And it's like, okay, see you there in a minute. Right. You head south from Mount Pyre. Head south from Mount Pyre, exactly. And you find your way back to Route 123, which is like the tail end of that route that was just east of Mauville. Yeah, and you can only previously access the Berry Master's house. So it's the other side of that path there's like cliffs keeping you from going too far east previously but now you're on top of those cliffs yeah there's some high level trainers here which are nice yeah a lot of psychics and some cool ass um some new interesting new berry types yeah you're the like berry master in training i feel like i'm fucking done with berries now yeah i i ditched them already if i never have to touch a fucking berry again i'll be glad for it i'm just buying full heels i don't have time for this uh, holistic health bullshit no. Yeah, exactly. That's where I got a TM19 Giga Drain, which completed Dwayne McKnight's moveset. A woman there, if you talk to her and you have a grass Pokemon, she will give it to you. I don't think I got it. But it's useless to you. It is useless to me because I don't have a grass type Pokemon. Make your way through Mauville, head south to Slateport City. We're back. You show up in town and there's like a hub. There's a whole hullabaloo going on. Yeah, back at Captain Stern's place, right? Captain, quote unquote, Captain Stern. There's something happening out front and the media is there and they're they're <laughs> telling their dirty little lies like they always do. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So he's like giving a rally, Captain Stern. He's very excited about the fact that his submarine is complete. Well, they've made a discovery. 
Yeah, he made a discovery with the submarine that he had completed via those Devon goods off on Route 128, I think. Yeah. Before he can finish his little, like, press conference, his little, like, PR session about his submarines and his discovery, something is, is making some noise down at the harbor. So you run down there with Captain Stern, and sure enough, there's that rascal Maxi slash Archie. Ugh. Stealing his dang sub. Yeah, after all that. Don't always seem to go. You just don't, you, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. A submarine. Couldn't get those Devin goods, so they just took the whole damn thing. So Maxi makes off with the submarine, again, announces his plans, super villain-like, <laughs> and says, I'm taking the submarine back to our secret base outside of Lily Cove City. He announces it on a fucking megaphone. Yeah. Uh, these people are amateurs. So then it's just a matter of chasing, <laughs> chasing him back to Lily Cove. Yeah, you have to go back to Lily Cove. I just flew back. Like, I imagine I beat him back, you know, like... He was in a slow-moving submarine. <laughs> Absolutely. He's got like a nuclear sub or something. Those can't go quick. So then you finally go back to the, the hideout, and sure enough, there's the sub, and it's full of people, and it's full of goodies, too, and it's got this like teleporter sort of like oh, yeah. maze thing. It's the classic like Pokemon Company evil organization thing where they have transporters all throughout their little their hideout. There's just items scattered about everywhere, including like... The most unceremonious master ball yeah. reveal. There's just like a master ball sitting on the ground and you pick it up. And a nugget too. I mean, I get that, okay, this is where they store all of their like precious goods. They're, they're like booty. I'd step up the security, by the way. It's like one dum-dum. Yeah. And you basically waltz in. You figure out the transporter puzzle, take all their shit. Yeah, and then you, you eventually meet the second in command of Team Magma slash Team Aqua. Yeah, the, like, right-hand man, right-hand woman. I fought Tabitha this week, and let me tell you about Tabitha. All right. I'll preface this by saying gender is a construct. Obviously. Tabitha is identifies as male. Wow. That's that's pretty woke. This is 2003? 2003, yeah. So Tabitha is the one that is, like, a bigger gentleman with short hair. Like, he presents as male as well, as identifying as male. Yeah. But he is named Tabitha traditionally a female name tabitha looks like someone i would probably throw down throw down some beers like you could have some fun with tabitha out at the bars hey uh i don't know if they're open in hoen put it on hey put it on tabitha's tab you know what i, you know what I mean <laughs> that's that's his joke at the bar yeah so let me tell you about who i fought great i encountered team aqua admin matt and he looks like a stripper in a pirate costume okay that's actually sounds nice <laughs> yeah i mean i was into it sounds cool um he's just got like a kind of a ripped up vest that's like falling off of his bare chest okay i'm looking at the bulbapedia and his um illustration looks like aquaman okay what's his face as aquaman um that call drogo what's his name yeah call drogo that's his name <laughs> That's like the main Google search. What the hell is his name? Jason Momoa. <laughs> he looks yeah. like Aquaman. Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Right, yeah. But he wasn't nearly as powerful. He has a fucking Mighty Ina and a Golbat, both level 34. So as Team Aqua would say, it was a, it was a wash. It was a wash. So we defeat them. Well, we defeat them, but they make off with the sub. Yeah. Matt or Tabitha. 
blocks you long enough that the boss gets away. Yeah, and and they say that. They're like, ha ha ha, idiot, you fell for my scheme. I was just trying to distract you. They get away, and then that's it for that storyline for now. Yes. We have no choice but to take back to the sea. So finally, we head east from Lily Cove, and we are making our way to Route 124, which is another water route. Oh, is it south? I think it's south. Well, it's a direction. We leave Lily Cove one way or another. Route 124 is also a a water route. It's full of swimmers. This is where you encountered your, your friend Chad, who wanted to plumb your depths. Yeah, this is where Swimmer Chad, perfect name for this kind of a comment, where he loves plumbing the depths, the depths of hell. For any curb fans. No? <laughs> I have never It's seen another 10 years old quote. That's my thing. What are you doing? A little plumbing. A little plumbing. Got to plumb. Plumb the depths. The depths of hell. I've never seen it. God, um, it's so good. So, uh, just a root, just a root. There's one guy in a house in the middle of an island who yells at you about how he wants shards. Oh, yeah. And another guy who will give you is this where you get the is this where you get that super rod? You get super rod on one of these islands. Yeah. Yeah. So then you make your way north and there's route 125. I actually went through Moss Deep first, I think, and then managed to find my way to Route 125, but then there's also something up here called the Shoal Cave, which is boring. Yeah, it's just above Moss Deep, and you go in there either at low tide or high tide, and and I did do this because I was curious about why there's like an old ranting gentleman in the Shoal Cave, and he's like, I must have shoal shells, and I must have shoal salts, and if you give them to me, then I'll give you something. Right. It's a cool design where like the level, what parts of the cave you can access are based on the water level. Right. And then it has stairs and ladders. If you get four shoal salts and four shoal shells. That's a tongue twister, eh? Yeah. Sell shoal shells by the seashore by the shoal cave. Yeah. Something. It's good. Give them to this old man and he gives you a shell bell, which is a held item that restores HP by one eighth of the damage that your Pokemon deals. So it's actually, it's pretty decent. It's like lifesteal. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. It seems like a lot of work though, so I'm not going to do it. I threw that on my Crobat because I thought that was kind of like a festive uh, theme for him. He's got like a little bell on now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I can hear him coming. That doesn't, uh, when you put it that way, you know, that doesn't, I like to think of it a little bit more as like it's a necklace with a, it's like a puka shell necklace. (laughs) This thing's got four wings. It's flapping wildly. And all I hear, like, as I'm like wandering around, I just hear like, (laughs) I turn around and there's just like a crowbat, like, (gasps) but he's so fast that he's already got his fangs in your neck before you know what's up. He's not going to get fucking near me. My Skarmory is going to come down and crush him. Ugh. We'll see about that. So I made my sweetie Flygon. The runner-up was Sfeel, and Sfeel lives in here in Shulk Cave. Sfeel's uh, very sweet. It's just like a, it's a bouncy ball that's a seal, and it evolves eventually into Walrein, which is like a very strong, beefy ice type mon. Sphere. Sphere seal. It's funny. Sfeel. 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 Oh, I get Sphere, it. Sphere seal. Yeah. Because it's a little round ball. Yeah. A little meatball. It's a cutie. So finally, we're in Moss Deep City after all this time, and there's lots to do here. Steven lives here. Steven lives here. We finally 
find him. You walk into his house and he's just like, hey, remember how I gave you that Devon scope a little bit ago? Now have this. And he just gives you dive, HMO8, which is a great move, apparently. I haven't used it yet. I don't think that the move in battle is good, but it is a cool HM. I think it's one of the more interesting HMs that they introduce in the series. So you, what you do is you go underwater and it, do you do anything underwater or is it just like... Yeah, it's like a, in Super Mario kind of a thing where like... There's little octopuses down there, little calamaris. There are eventually, in the next part, we will see Pokemon down there too. But in the water, we saw there's light water and then there's medium and then there's dark water. You use dive on those spots. Then you go into uh, a little like darker kind of like sea floor. Uh, and that's going to be a big part of our next journey. Got it. And then uh, when you leave Steven's house, you run into a guy outside if you talk to him. And he's like, this guy, Steven, just gave me King's Rock. And I don't know why and I don't want it. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah. Everything. Every time I learn something new about Steven, it makes me more and more convinced that he's like that Mr. Stone of Devon Corp is his sugar daddy. And he's his <laughs> young, handsome, gay lover. And he's just showering him in gifts, and Steven is so bored. He's just like wandering the countryside, giving away all these like free gifts that Mr. Stone keeps giving him. I'm into it. Uh, it's benefiting me. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm happy about the arrangement. It's, he's Robin. He's a Robin Hood. He's redistributing the wealth. It's like a what's the, what's the opposite of a sugar daddy? A sugar baby? Uh, he would be the sugar baby. He's like a gay sugar baby Robin Hood. Do you know that there's also Splenda daddies? What is that? It's like upper middle class. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I took out a mortgage to buy you this. Like, you're not the real thing, but you're working on it and it's better than nothing. Great. So yeah, the, the Steven's just giving shit away and the people who he's giving shit away to are giving shit away. I don't have a, plans for a King Rock. Does it do anything besides evolve a... Yeah, it's, as a held item, it makes it more likely that your attacks will cause flinching. So even regardless of the like Kingdra or Politoed evolutions, it's also decent. Got it. It's decent. So then the other thing in this city is the Space Center, which I visited. Yeah, I did too. Pretty uneventful. Yeah, it's again like a scientist just like gives you a sunstone because he found it, which seems like probably the government would want to keep that on lockdown. But I don't know what a sunstone does either. I didn't look it up. It evolves like, uh, I don't know, sunflora, blossom. Nothing I'm interested in. Yeah. Somebody in there also is like, well, Moss Deep has this high elevation and we have basically sunny weather all the time. What do you mean? It's like essentially like embedded in the ocean how does it have high elevation well i think it's, it's it must be like essentially sea level i think it was volcanic originally the space center's at the top of like a mountain we're in, like on an island in the middle of the ocean how is that possibly high elevation i mean have you heard of hawaii yeah but like i think even the highest point of hawaii is probably not that high oh, okay from sea level highest point I think it's probably higher than anything we got in New York. Okay. Moana, Moana Kia, mm -hmm. dormant volcano, is the highest in Hawaii. Its peak is 13,803 feet above sea level. Come on. Okay, well, I, I guess I'm I'm from uh, Colorado, where our highest peak... I mean, there's something oh. called... There's a whole oh. range of mountains in, in Colorado called the 14ers, which okay. is over 14,000 feet. Oh, okay. So so you want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe on mountains in our home states? 
What's what's the tallest? I'm from Washington. You ever heard of the Olympics? We got a mountain range too. I don't remember. I think it's Mount Albert, which is like fourteen five. Okay. Well, Mount Rainier is fourteen thousand four hundred and ten feet. So about the same high as about the same height as all the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. I guess there's like ten of those. In any case. In any case, that Hawaiian it's, mountain is almost the same height, also. So, like, I think Moss Deep could have a pretty fine, tall fucking fine. thing. I, I I give up this argument. All you right. win. Excellent. Thank you. Moss Deep Gym is wow, where show. we are now. Freak show. It is a freak show. It's a psychic type gym. Although I gotta say, like, I like the the psychic type trainer designs in this. the The boys kind of have a green aura around their hands and they're like levitating a ball with a green aura around it and the girls yeah. all have like a purple aura around their hands and they're levitating balls with a purple aura it looks cool it's a cool design absolutely and i like it i meant the gym leaders more specifically i think that the trainers are cool what's the puzzle here it's like it's conveyor belts yeah and you have to flip these switches to like change the conveyor belt directions to find your way to tate and liza the Gym leaders of Mossy. Brother and sister and or lovers? Oh, yeah. Unclear. There's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of that going on in Hoenn. Yeah. Are they related or are they lovers? We don't know. And we're not going to... We could figure it out. Well, I'll tell you we're this. we're not going to. We're not going I'll to. tell you this. <laughs> I have figured it out. Do you want to know the answer? I guess. They share parents and grandparents, so I think they're probably siblings. Okay. Their father's called Jin and their mother's called Rachel. And guess what? Their parents are called... What the fuck? Or their grand? Is this their like via the anime or the manga or something? The anime. Guess what their grandparents are called? Um, um, Tiza and Late. <laughs> the Mount Pyre Guardians. <laughs> oh, it's the old come people on. at the top of Mount Pyre is Tate and Liza's grandparents. Actually, I like that connection. That's pretty smart. So Tate and Liza is the first time you've ever had to do a gym battle against two trainers at the same time. This is what they call two Pokemon on the field. It's such a bad idea for a trainer battle because every single two-person Pokemon battle in this game is just one fight. Like it's They put out their two Pokemon and that's it. They don't put any, any other Pokemon out. Right. Do you know what I mean? They don't have any backup Pokemon. So it's like, as soon as I took care of their fucking disgusting Lunatone and Solrock, it was just like fight over. And I took care of their Lunatone and Solrock in one hit each. Me too, because I had Dwayne McKnight and Chad Smith. So I was just throwing out Ice Beams and Surf, and Surf hits both if they're both out on the field. Yeah, I had... I had Heracross and Melodic out, and I think like Melodic Surf and Melodic's Ice Beam and Heracross's just general nature just totally obliterated these assholes. As I understand it, a double Pokemon battle, like two Pokemon on the field, is generally you're. I mean, obviously you're playing with six total, but like you want to set it up where like the front line is setting up buffs that the other Pokemon that come out later will inherit. So it is dumb. The plus all my noon thing with helping hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Tate and Liza were uh, 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 something in loser. Um, oh, uh, no. It's twat and loser. Twat and loser is pretty good. More like twat and loser. Very, very British. They give you the mind badge. And they give you the TM for calm mind, which is a nice, nice little move. Claydol 
probably learns that. If not, you almost certainly want to teach that to Claydol. I think I had it at one point and I replaced it with something, but I can probably teach it again. Call Mine is very good for psychic types. That is our leg of the journey this week. We took on Liza and Tate and got the mind badge. Yes. Next week, we will be making our way to where, do you think? We will be making our way to Suitopolis City, and we will be getting the rain badge. The eighth badge, man. It's the final badge, right? Look at us. How are we here? Look at us. Look at us. Parrot. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. That gif with Paul Rudd, I love that. That's actually one of the better gifs I've seen in recent years. (laughs) Who would have thought? So yeah, we're going to go to Sutopolis. We're going to get the rain badge, and that will be the final badge. And then the week after that, it's it's on to the the end game. Yeah. Gen 3, Pokemon Ruby and and Sapphire are are drawing to a, a rapid close. Wow. Wow. So fast this game went by. I mean, maybe that was for the first two gens because I'd played them so many times before. But once we started getting to the end game, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I get it. This one, I'm like, I feel like there's more. Still got work to do. You're, you don't even have a final team yet. I feel like I don't even know if I'm confident that you do. Yeah, I might not. We got to keep it interesting. I, I think I'm confident. I, I would say confident five of mine are going to make it. I love my whole team, but I just like if legendaries are on the table, I'm definitely going to have to go for a legendary. Yeah, it could be interesting for the bug catchers. If we have some legendaries finally. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Follow it wherever it can be followed, like Spotify or Stitcher or, or everywhere else. Recommend it to a friend if you feel like it follow us on twitter social media instagram at exp share pod there's a reddit which is reddit slash r slash bug catchers and there's a weekly level check for fans that uh that oh yeah you can go put your own pokemon in organically is happening and it's great if you're playing along you go and tell them your your pokemon each week i post show notes every week so you can get timestamps of where stuff happens the other week, I started doing links to images like the pelican neck mouth. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Because that's something you just got to see to believe. One of the bug catchers on the subreddit is making a, a hacked ROM version of the game where one of the trainers is Captain Mr. Squirt. Oh, my God. I just love it. And I'm excited to take on Captain Mr. Squirt someday. God, that's great. The sprite they chose for Captain Mr. Squirt is ridiculous. It looks like <laughs> David Bowie or something. I could see that. I feel like Captain Mr. Squirt is either this eccentric David Bowie type or like just a total bum. Gargantuan, like, yeah, bum, like buttons are about to burst off, like like a very stereotypical, like old timey, like sea captain, like Captain Ahab <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's He inhabits both of those spaces in my mind as well, which is it's so <laughs> enigmatic. Yeah. So anyway, that's all the places you can find us. My name this week, Bug Catchers, has been Tanectric, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Fjellord. That's me. A.k.a. Joshua Fjellstad. Joshua, goodbye. Bug Catchers, goodbye. Smell you later, Tanner. Smell you later, Bug Catchers. Bye.